The NFL playoffs are finally here. We're going to break down each NFL team this wildcard weekend. Also, why did teams like the Steelers and Vikings miss the playoffs? And we are going to talk about LeBron James proclaiming himself to be the greatest of all time. I don't... This is going to be hard for me to say, but I don't know if I like this LeBron. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I don't know. But it's funny. I don't know if I like this LeBron. Like, I, I and, and I guess maybe it's just the the historian in me. I guess I'm just used to people just showing up playing. I love cocky play. My favorite players ever: Deion Sanders, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Michael Irvin. Like, I love the cockiness. But none of those guys ever came out and just said right. And that's, I think we're more, me and you are more old school. Yeah. Okay. Chris is in this generation where you're going to say what you want to say. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am your host, Oenyi. Hope everybody's doing well. We are finally here. We are finally to the close to the finish line of the NFL season. Um, I'm here with the usual suspects. What is going on, Chris? What's good? Sitting all the way across from me, you guys know who he is. Trey Day, what's going down, sir? Not much, man. How you doing today? I am doing quite well. Uh-oh. I mean, he's wearing for a good show today. You want to give a you want to give a shout out to Laker Nation for me? No, nah, I'll pass on that. Cowboy Nation, I'll pass. What's on up? That say what's up, Tom. I will say Bulls on parade. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens next week. Shout out Duke Blue Devils too. So how's everybody doing, man? Everybody's good. We're ready to, to get into this. Yo, it's about to be good, bro. It just sounds really low for some reason. Sound low to you? Nope, not to me. You gotta speak into the mic. All right, so let's kick this off. Um, let's go right into it. Wild Card Weekend coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about each playoff game, keys of victory for each team. We're, we're going to go ahead and just start right off with, with our team, Chris, with the Houston Texans at home. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that, Trey. <laughs> at home, um, going against Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Man, this will be the third time they played each other this year. This is the first time the Texans will ever play anybody three times in a year. This is not the Bengals. This is not the Raiders, the Raiders without their starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Indianapolis Colts. The, the Colts have been Super Bowl favorites at one point in time when Andrew Luck was at full health. Yeah. And now he is officially back. Um, credit to Trey. He alluded to that beginning of the year that Andrew Luck was going to be back. I, I did agree with you, but he is back at full strength. So, Chris, what, what do you expect? What are the keys to victory for both the Colts and the Texans. Well, Texans is obvious. Get off the field. And the biggest key of getting off the field is the first two downs. If Andrew Luck has third and threes, third and fours, they're going to torch the, the Texans. Because even on the third and nine, the the Colts lead the league in efficiency on third down, particularly third and long. And the Texans are one of the worst defenses on third and long. It's a horrible recipe. So for the Texans, you definitely have to – the first two downs have to be very effective. The Colts running game is not great. 
it's gotten better over the season. So the Texans have to dominate the the Colts and force them to throw the ball 50 plus times because we know Andrew Luck. He'll give you touchdowns, but he will throw you a pick mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I even did it last week versus the Titans. Just a nasty pick. No business throwing that football. And the good news for the Texans, they'll be at home. Mm-hmm. For the Texans side, as far as the offense, the definite biggest key of the game is really simple. They got to be having a running game. Lamar Miller's got to show up. Mm-hmm. If you have Deshaun Watson throwing it 50 plus times, you can win that way, but chances are you're in a shootout. I don't want to be in no shootout with Andrew Luck. Right. It's definitely running the football. Interesting stat for Andrew Luck. Nine of his last 10 games, he has thrown a pick. Um, for Deshaun Watson, I want to say seven of his last eight games, he has not thrown a pick. So that's good news for the Texans. But it is really going to come down to that key drive. You talked about it third and three, third and four. If they're going through that the whole game, the Texans are going to be in bad shape. But it does come down to that last drive. Can the defense hold up and stop Andrew Luck when it matters the most? Uh, the last couple of games the Texans have lost, even that game against the Colts when it was um, in Indianapolis, the Texans were able to stop them on fourth down. Yeah. It was a controversial call for Frank Wright to go for it, but the Texans stopped them, and that was the key to the Texans winning that game. There have been other games this year where the defense has not been able to do that. Yeah. So I think it's going to come down. To, teams are evenly matched. Let's, let's put it out there, they're evenly matched. It's going to come down to that possession. If Deshaun Watson gets the ball in his hands last, can the Colts stop him? If Andrew Luck gets the ball in his hands last, can that Texans defense stop him? And I'm going to be very interested to see if Romeo Cannell can put that defense over the hump. Because we talked about this throughout the whole year, that that defense is going to be better. Yeah. And this is when it matters the most. So, Well, I think the Colts win by two touchdowns at least. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is interesting in this game is the Colts were the start of the winning streak for the Texans and the Colts were the end of the winning streak for the Texans. Now the Colts have an opportunity to put the whole season to rest. And if you want to be honest, if you want to be honest, if Reich would have done the right thing in that game, if he would have done the right thing in that game, this whole season could look completely different for both teams. It could look completely different for both teams. Um, Winning nine out of your last 10 games, that's not a team you want to play coming to the playoffs. I mean, I don't even. I wouldn't even say arguably. They are the hottest team coming to the playoffs right now, in my opinion. The way that they're playing, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, coming off of a shutout of the Cowboys a couple weeks ago, and they've been playing well. And I, I don't. I, that's gonna be a really. It's gonna be a really close game. I'm shocked that the tech. Um, the Texans are even favored to win that game. I'm really shocked that they're favored to win that game, uh, even at home. I think it's been close. Both games are decided by three points. So it's not a surprise that Texas will be favored at home. I don't know. Why I'm just talking about the way that. that they're playing right now. The way they're playing right now, I don't even think, I don't even, it's not even, Eric they're, Ebron they're is playing, playing out of his mind. Eric Ebron's playing well. T.Y. Hilton is, T.Y. I think Hilton's that's injured. the wild card. That that's the wild card. Definitely. If, if he's, if, if, if he's a shadow of himself, I think he gives y'all fits because you're still going to have to double cut. You're I mean, still after double team. T.Y. Hilton's going to give the Texans fits whether he's helping. What did he put up the last time? No, he's going to give them fits regardless. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. He's going to have 190 yards. That's what he does versus the Texans. If he, if he has all of his five top games, if he has to go through them, I'm confident the Texans are on the list at least three times because he just tortures the Texans. So that's, that's not what the issue is going to be. I think we can all agree that the teams are probably very close. They're evenly matched. 
if it comes down to coaching, who do you trust more? I don't think Frank Reich is going to make that mistake again. But more importantly, he's going to make a big play for his team. He's going to say, I'm going to watch you guys win it, not lose it. I think Bill O'Brien would more say, let's not lose the game at home. That scares me. Well, I don't know if you think about it. You know, I mean, we could be like every other sports show when they compare, you know, what team has an advantage at quarterback. I mean, I, I don't even know if it's a push. To be honest with you, just with based on experiences, it's 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 a almost why I would say the Texans get a slight nod for one reason they're at home. That's it. I'll give them the nod. Deshaun Watson the nod. If it were in Indianapolis, there is a definite check mark for Andrew Luck. But it's in Houston, right? I'll give him the nod. I mean, I think I don't know even if you want to call that a push, but they're they're running back, they're running game, and they're running backs. I think that the Colts, the way the Col- I shouldn't say they're, they're better, but the way the Colts use their running backs to me is better than what the Texans that's, that's, do. That's that's no doubt. Their offensive line, Houston is one of the most penalized offensive lines in the National Football League, and the Colts' offensive line they they've become. Um, a little bit more discipline. But if neither one of their quarterbacks can stay upright, then yeah. that's what's going to be the problem. So the things that we've talked about, about holding on to the ball too long, yeah. and the Colts, people sleep on the Colts defense. The Colts defense is not a bad defense Colts, at all. Colts defense, particularly the linebackers, Absolutely. are good. Uh, the, the secondary is not as bad as the Texans, uh, but their linebackers are very fast, similar to the Cowboys linebackers. And that's what gives teams like the Texans fits. But you brought up the running backs. The running back that the Texans need to worry about is not so much Mac, but it's Hines. Because they use Hines in a role where he comes out the backfield and he makes catches. Texans are horrible at that. Texans really only have one linebacker that can even cover a running back. That's really Dylan Cole, who doesn't even get all the time, and maybe Cunningham as well. But other than that, Texans are going to really, really struggle as far as being able to cover a back in the backfield. Yeah. And it's going to be it's going to be a very, very interesting game. This is going to tell me a lot about where Bill O'Brien is as far as coaching because this is the biggest game in his coaching career, hands down. This is a divisional rival in a playoff game at home. We expect you to win this game if you are, you know, really the the coach of the future. So I think it's going to be a very important run for it, if it, if it were a run, a very important run for the Texans in that sense as well. But um. The game scares me. It really does. I, I really would love to see the Texans win. Um, right now, I have the Texans winning. They're favored by a point. That's one point. That's but nothing. That's nothing. And Trey still complaining. <laughs> You're a hater, bro. I'm just saying. I'm, I mean, that, that's gone down because it was a little bit high. It was a little bit high. It was like three at yeah, one point. I want to say. So I mean, one point favorite at home. We already know the math on that. Uh, that's telling you how that's telling you how Vegas feels about that, right? You got I don't know thirty six hours before that, well a little bit less than that now. Um, we got around thirty six hours before that might be even. Mm-hmm. It might be a pick'em, yeah. right? And which I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, both these teams played each other pretty evenly the both times that they played. There's no advantage here. They know each other. Is this whoever wants it more is going to win? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Can we just can we just get this out of the way right now? If because I've already heard rumblings of it. Um, the NFL doesn't want the Colts to win. The NFL doesn't need the story with Andrew Luck. There's plenty of stories out there. But I've already heard Texans fans talking about how if we – there's already a built-in excuse. If we lose, it's because the, the referees and the NFL wants Andrew Luck to win because he'll be the comeback player of the year and all that type of good I've stuff. He's, really, already, he's already locked that down. I don't buy that. If the NFL wants the team to win, it be the Texans. Because every second you're you watching – You think so? Every time you see the Texans, all they have is what this and what that. And yeah. I think what's the bigger star than Luck. No. He is. <sighs> what's the bigger star than Not Luck? Not nationally. I don't he think is so. national. Of course he is. So. I don't think so. Huh. 
I, I think, think so. I think Watt may is, be one of the biggest stars in the NFL. Andrew Luck is on the. I, I want to say he's still on the Directv NFL That's Network fine. package. That's I mean, fine. They, they, he's. There's no doubt Watt's the biggest star. No way. He is. I disagree. I totally disagree. Ain't no way. I, I want to say right now nationally that it, it it's probably Watt, but I can understand why the NFL would want the Colts to win over the Texans. That I, because look at the time slot the Texans are in right now. It's mainly because of the Texans. Every time the Texans Absolutely. go to the playoffs, oh, they the always first, play that first Saturday because no one's going to no, watch no one, it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So I think that they would rather see Andrew Luck and the Colts win that game and play the, the Texans. Yes, I, I, that's what I think. I don't no. know why they wouldn't play the. They wouldn't. They play, play, the, they they play the Chiefs. They'll play the Chiefs. They'll play the Chiefs. They'll play the Chiefs. They automatically play the Patriots. Yeah, right. They'll play the. They wanted to play the Chiefs. That. So so can I get my prediction? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's going to be a. Fairly high-scoring game. Uh, they, the first game was high-scoring. They're both in the 30s. The second game, they're both in the 20s. I think it's a repeat of the second game, but this time the Texans prevail 24-21. And you know I'm going to give a shout-out to the defense. They're going to stop them after Deshaun Watson gets the go-ahead touchdown with two minutes. You think Andrew Luck is going to tie win the game? Nope. Clowney makes the play. Texans win 24 It better be Clowney because <laughs> <laughs> he has stopped some of our you know comebacks already in the past. But – um. I'm going to agree with you that the Texans are going to win this game. I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, I say they win like by about six points. I want to say they win by six points. Maybe like, um, but I think it'll be a little bit more high scoring than what you think. I think it'll be like 31 to 24 or something like that. That's what I think. Uh, this is one of those, this is probably the only game I'm not sure on, but I'm being honest with you. I don't know who's going to win this game, but it's not going to be close. It won't even be, it'll be multiples. It'll be at least, Eight more than eight points. It'll be more than eight points. That means it's the Texans then. I cannot see the Texans getting blown out but at home. I, I just I, if they get behind, I will. Because mm. Bob Bob will panic. They will have to they will have well, to get out of their comfort zone. The and thing it about might Andrew, help the Texans. It could. Yeah. yeah. But Andrew, look, I think I want to say his statistic um in playoff games, he's throwing more interception than touchdowns in playoff games. So Andrew Luck has his way of getting you back in the game. He does throw a lot of picks. So if the Texans do fall behind, I can see a situation where they will let them back in the game. Yeah. I understand what Trey's saying. I know when I've seen teams play for the third time in the playoffs, particularly a wild card when they mm-hmm. meet each other, it's always a blowout one way or the other. Yeah, I don't Something, see. Yeah, this yeah, is typically I, what happens. I don't, know, I don't know which way that I'm going to bet on that, but I just don't see. I don't think it's going to be close yet. No, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. It's going to be a close game. I can't I can't see it. The Texans have – they've won some blowout games against Miami and against um, – the Jaguars, but most of their games have been close. They're the ones they've, they've lost. I just cannot see. If the Texans lose, I'm going to tell you right now, people listening, it's going to be a heartbreaking loss. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. They are not going to get blown out. If they lose, it's going to be a heartbreaker. Yeah. I can already see that. I, I'm, I'm ready for that. But if they do win, it's going to be a, a last-minute thing. That's just how I see it. I don't see any team getting blown out. But, you know, who knows? <coughs> but you, can, you, can't just, you can't just, how do you say it, though, Trey? You can't just pee uh, poo poo uh, poo poo like that out. You got you, you got to pick a team. You got to pick a team that's going to win. Ah, man, I'm gonna have to come back with you with that. I'm gonna have to come back to you on that. Almost every other win that they the Colts have had since they've been on their winning streak, um, it's been by fourteen, three, twenty eight, three. Then they lost, but then it was three, twenty three, one, fourteen. Like it's just it's. It's been either really close or it hasn't been close at all. 
Uh, so that's why that's and I don't know the, the trend says the way that they've been playing that this is their time to play a close game, but I don't know, man. I just I, I just don't see it. I just okay. don't see it. And so I don't know if the Colts win. I don't know yet. I'll tell you by the end of the show. Trey's picking in Texas. He can't you. do it. I'll tell so you I'll do it then. for no, him. Yeah. No, sir. No, sir. Y'all, y'all, y'all got me twisted, son. Y'all got me twisted. I've actually saved something for this exact moment when it came up in the show today. Okay. Uh, because y'all, I, I think that y'all, y'all miss, y'all don't give me enough credit. Y'all don't give what? me enough credit. Y'all don't give me enough credit. Talking about? Y'all don't give me enough credit. <laughs> I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell what y'all. What did I say before we started this? I said kudos to Trey Graham. for saying that Andrew Luck was going to no, look good. No, I'm not talking this about that. I'm what not are you talking about? about? Just go ahead and read this this Facebook memory for the for the people from January 3rd, 2016. Okay, I'll read it out loud. Read it out loud, please. I promised my son that if we ever moved to a city with an NFL team, we'd support them. Now, don't get this wrong, and he put this in caps, mm-hmm. as if nobody knows this. I am a Cowboy fan for life, except when I'm trying to sell my fandom. Um, I read that in there. <laughs> that ain't changing. But we moved to Houston, so we have a little problem. <laughs> so I, I was in attendance. Um, there, there, there's there's a picture people can't see, but my son, we, we, we were at the playoff game. Um, or the last game of the season against the Jags. Then we went to the playoff game. So I'm not, I'm not that big a hater as y'all think that I am. Mm-hmm. So I do support the Texans. I have a Texas trash can and Texas wow. Texans toilet paper holder. Wow. But uh, I do give them I do give them some props. So so you're we'll basically see. telling us you picking he's, the Texans picking to win. Texans. Okay, you I got you. It. I got it. All right, let's move on. Great, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> on to Trey's main piece. Um, the Cowboys host the Seattle Seahawks. Is it the same day or that Sunday? I think it'll be the same Sunday. day. The Prime same time, day. baby. Prime time. Wow. Oh, my 7 Hopefully, that'll be a, a day of great jubilation <laughs> <laughs> or a day of great sorrow. I don't know what's going to be. But um, the, the Cowboys are pretty much in the exact same position that Texas are. They're playing against a, a really good quarterback who has the ability to, to get that team a win. Hmm. But there's something about this Seattle Seahawks team that – it's a little bit different than the Colts because they've been there. They've won it. They should have won two, actually. But, um, man, the keys of victory for the Cowboys has to be Dak Prescott. He has to come to play. He has to come to play. He has to play the way he did the last playoff run that they had. If he doesn't do that, then they, they don't have a chance to win. Um, on the Seahawks side, same thing. I think it's the quarterback. We already know what to expect from Russell Wilson. But, man, that's, that's another game there, too. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's winning that game either. I really don't. For me, the key of victory for for the Dallas game in particular is definitely the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Offensive line for the Cowboys, you know what they're going to do with, with, with Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to run the football. If you're Dallas, you just got to make sure you give – if you can give Ezekiel Elliott the ball 40 or 50 times, you do it. You put the game in his hands, not Dak Prescott's hands. But as far as the defensive line is concerned, can the Seahawks' defensive line – control the running game on the Cowboys and make Dak have to win the game. Mm-hmm. Cowboys lose if that's the case. Mm-hmm. And for the Cowboys, can their defensive line contain Russell Wilson? If Russell Wilson's are going to be throwing the ball, but if he's running outside of the pocket, slinking it down the field, running through the middle and breaking out for big runs, the Cowboys have no shot. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be a beatdown. So Trey talked about the last game as far as the Texans and the Cowboys, uh, excuse me, the Texans mm-hmm. and, the, uh, and the Colts being potentially – a blowout. I think it'll be a, this game could potentially be a blowout on either way. Either way, if the Dallas defensive line can't contain Russell Wilson, it'll be over quick. 
Well, one thing that we have that a lot of people don't have is we have speed at linebacker that will be able to spy somebody like Russell Wilson. Yeah. So he's not. He, they're going to do the exact same thing they did with Deshaun Watson, and he will get lit up wherever he decides if if he decides to come out of the pocket. The last time these two teams played was a little bit earlier this year. The final score was twenty four to thirteen. We didn't have Amari Cooper. They didn't have Doug Baldwin. Uh, but both of our running games were intact. It was early in the season. Ezekiel Elliott rush had 16 carries for 127 yards against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Um, averaged almost eight yards a carry in that game. Chris Carson, on the other hand, who was part of their – he's their leading rusher, um, had 32 carries for 102 yards in, in that Cowboys game. So I don't think our problem is going to be the defensive line. I think we'll be able to contain their run, uh, their rushing. It's just, again, if we can – if we're able to man up and spy Watson, Watson, um, Russell Wilson, um, trying to make plays, that's going to be the biggest thing. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott was 19 for 34 with 168. Russell Wilson was 16 for 26 with 192 yards. I don't think that Dak turned the ball over twice in that game. But literally, we had no receivers, zero. But this is the thing with that game early in the year. That was a game, if you ask the Seahawks, where they found their identity. I think in the beginning, the first couple games of the season, they thought, okay, Russell Wilson's going to be our Superman. He's going to be our Cam Newton, just doing everything. But then they realized we don't need that. We need a running game so Russell Wilson can be a Superman and have that energy to do that, which is why I mentioned the defensive line. I understand the Cowboys have Van Der Esch and they have Smith back there and they can chase him. But the important thing is if you don't have to have a blitz, if you can have your front four containing him and allowing the Van Der Esch to cover, I mean, the Cowboys are going to blow him out. And I, I, Man, it's, and it's sad because I have a man crush on Russell Wilson, so I, I don't want to see him do well. Um, but I, this game right here I think will probably be the second best game of the weekend. Um, I think one of the games on Sunday will be the best game of the weekend, entertainment-wise. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I said it last week, uh, and whoever wins this game I really think has a really good chance of winning the NFC. NFC, I'm just being honest with you. Because they, these are one of the only two teams left that utilize the run like they're supposed to. Either both of these teams are going to run the ball 25, 20, 25 times plus a game. Yeah. After these two teams, the rest of them not necessarily doing that. The Rams have gotten involved with Jared Goff throwing the ball way more than what he needs to. Yeah. We already know the story with Drew Brees. God bless him, Hall of Famer. MVP, whatever. But I think these these are the only ones that's going to give you a stout front seven and run the ball well, which is a recipe for success come the come playoff time. So I think the Cowboys would win, um, and they'd have to prove me right by uh, running the ball like they're supposed to. And Amari Cooper's going to have to have at least eight catches, at least. Mm-hmm. But they got to get that man the football. So you're going to give us a score? Um, yeah, it's going to be 30, 30 to twenty four. Cowboys and I think Russell Wilson will have a chance to win the game at the end and they won't score. Oh, you don't want that juice. Yeah, they won't you score. You, no, you don't want that. Our our, 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 <laughs> our defense is gonna have it, it'll be it'll be the opposite of what happened against the Giants. It'll be the opposite of where the, the defense gained some identity. They're gonna because I mean you're not gonna go at Byron Jones. Well, I guess some teams have the Giants did. Um, Lattimore made some crazy catches against him, but uh, I think they're going to go at them. And the Awuzie, um, they're going to have to play. They're going to have to come. And if they don't, then they'll lose. But I'm just telling you, right, the Seahawks is the only team I did not want to see in the playoffs. Uh, when I look at the teams, <clears throat> it took me a while to come to this, but I think the Cowboys are going to win. I don't think it'll be that high scoring. I think it'll be somewhere along the line, 23-16. I, I don't think the, the – 
the Seahawks offense is going to be able to handle those fast linebackers and actually do think that the Cowboys defensive line will win the game. That's why I think it's going to win the Cowboys the game. I think they'll contain Russell Wilson because the thing is when you contain him, the Seahawks play skill makers are not all that great. Let's be honest. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. They're not great. And I, I think the Cowboys is going to dominate the game defensively. The key for the Cowboys is this, and I've been saying it all year, is no knock on Dak Prescott. Don't let him win the game. Just give Zeke the ball 40 to 50 times, and they will win this game. What's going to kill them is the Cowboys screen game is crazy. The the Seahawks are comfortable playing. You know, I told you, Trey Flowers um, is playing with them. Love him to death, nephew, but. Sorry, uh, they they're, they're falling in love playing a man defense and or maybe with a single high safety and that watch Ezekiel Elliott in the Cowboy screen game. They rested Martin. They rested Tyron Smith. Uh, their screen game is going to be the key. So I could easily see um, them being able to keep uh, Seattle a little bit off balance. Um, and the Cowboys. I mean, they're on a short week. I mean, it's not a full week for them. I should say um, they're professional, so you'd expect them to be ready, but. But they didn't have a short week. The benefit for both teams is that they've already played each other. So I think that's going to be the key. But I see, I see Dallas having to score. They're going to have to score points because you don't want you can't leave anything on the table because you give Russell Wilson a chance. I'm sorry, oh, <laughs> game, will be, <laughs> game, game will be over before you know it. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you, man. I want to cuss a couple of times I'm talking about the Texans game. But um, interesting stat as far as the teams when they turn the ball over or when they don't turn the ball over. When Seattle does not turn the ball over, they're seven. And no, this year, not not Seattle, uh, Dallas. When they don't turn the ball over this year, they're seven and zero, as opposed to being about like three and three, five hundred. Same with Seattle. When they don't turn the ball over, they're six and two, and they're four and four when they do turn the ball over. So turnovers will play a key in this game. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to give the edge to Seattle in this game. Um, I see it being a little bit lower scoring than that. I think it's going to be like about seventeen, thirteen. That's that's the way I see it right now. Yeah. Because both these teams are what a one established to run. And I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it is gonna be one of the best games we see. They're gonna establish the run and they're gonna kind of, you know, dink and dunk here and there. And it's gonna come down to a big play that kind of separates Seattle from the Cowboys. But it could it could flip-flop. But I do yeah. pick Seattle to win, but I could very easily see a, a situation. If Amari Cooper can make some big plays in this game, then I will give Dallas the edge. I just, but I got Seattle. I think if these teams continue to try and force the issue with the run because that is their identity, Seattle's the leading um, rushing team in the NFL. If they get, if they're not getting gaining any success with that, I think that opens up the door for some some cheap touchdowns. The what what is like what I like to call some missed tackles, long plays, mm-hmm. you know, um, missed assignments, and then you know, and then teams are playing catch up. But I think that they'll the first half, the first quarter, last game was zero zero. Like they came out, defenses were. You know, just balling. But I think both of these teams are going to come out and try and create an identity. And I mean, there is no tomorrow. So I don't think anybody will hold any punches back. I think you see both the teams go for it on fourth down when they would normally punt it um, because it's it's one to go home. Um, and Pete Carroll's, I mean, he's been um, he's been a master. I mean, I, I, that guy, I think he should be coach of the year, in my opinion. I know he won't win it, but he should be coach of the year. Um, they scare me, but I think the Cowboys will pull it out. I came to that conclusion today, by the way. Uh, we haven't really um, – oh, you mentioned the Cowboys receivers. The reason why I haven't mentioned them as much, I think they'll make plays. And Mark Cooper is going to make plays. Cole Beasley is going to make catches on third down. I get that. But for me, it's just not the difference in the game. Well, I, I understand what you're saying. There is going to be a point where I think that Seattle is going to shut down Ezekiel eventually. And then 
the ball is going to be in the hands of Dick Prescott, and he's going to have to make a play in order for the Cowboys to win. Ezekiel Elliott is not going to carry this team to a victory. See, that's, I, I, can't, that's, I can't see that happening. But, but what, he, I'm saying he will carry them to a victory. Am I saying that Dak Prescott is just going to sit back and watch it? No. What I'm saying is it won't be as much. You have to get a third down here. Yeah, but he's going to have to make a those plays. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna have to, I'm, right, I'm right. assuming he's going to make those plays. I don't think he's a garbage quarterback. I think he's an average quarterback. And right. An average quarterback with a great running back and a great offensive line can win you a playoff game at home. Right, that's right. what I'm expecting. And I think that, honestly, I know it was – the last end of the season game against the Giants, but I think that game against the Giants and then playing him that whole that game, was, that yeah. confidence wise, that was the best game of his career statistically. Mm-hmm. The, the, he never he had never thrown four touchdowns in a game, and I don't know if people realize that pass he threw to Cole Beasley that was on fourth and fifteen, yeah, to end the game. Uh, I that think was a better catch though. It was a great. He couldn't Ooh. have put it anywhere else. Man. He couldn't have put that pass anywhere else. It was a hell of a catch, but yeah. he couldn't have put it anywhere else. But I think that he they needed that for him. Like yeah. when they, every time every possession every, after every commercial timeout, I was like. He's going back in, but he looked like he wanted to be a part of it. But I think he needs to know that I'm not going to have. I mean, if team stop Zeke, what am I going to do? And they forced and him to throw. The, the reason ball. why I'm so excited about this game is because the Seahawks had a similar victory mm-hmm. in week in week 17 against the yeah. Cardinals, where it's yeah. last second, the team's on the field, they're celebrating. Both teams are extremely confident going in, which is why I I, I just don't think it'll be that close. I think one team is going to dominate defensively. The Cowboys, which is why they're going to win the game. Did y'all find that odd that teams like that who really didn't have anything to really, really play for, you know, really went all out and really tried to win games in the no, season? I didn't find it weird. They want to keep that momentum going. I loved it. No, I, I know you did. It. I know you did. No, no, but, I'm just talking about the Cowboys. I'm just talking about the NFL in general. No, you, like, you, know you alluded though? to it with the with the, the Saints. Um, the Saints. You yeah. said that you want them to continue to play. So I want, I'm not surprised that you right. love it. But the Saints were really the only team that truly had, no, well, the Cowboys as well, had nothing to play for. The Chiefs Seattle, still had something Seattle to play has for. something to play for. Well, if they lost, they could have slid back in their seat, so they had something to play for. Right, the right. only team that really had nothing to play for at all, right, was the, the Cowboys. Sa- the Cow- and the Saints. And the too. Saints. Thanks, right. so the Saints took the route where we're not going to play that hard because they had a bye week. Mm-hmm. I think if the Cowboys had a bye week, I don't think Dak Prescott sees that field. But because they didn't have the bye week, they said, "Go out there and you play." Yeah. And the game got close, and they kept playing them. So right. kudos for Jason Garrett for that. Right, but I'm just saying, I'm I'm even talking about the teams that had nothing to play for that weren't. That the seasons are over with. Yeah, you know, I mean, like there's some teams who's like the Lions. The Lions are out there and beat the brakes off the Packers, and I mean, they dropped like three or four See, that's, spots. That's, that's the thing, though. That shows the Lions. Yo, y'all are so inept. Y'all don't even know when to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now. it looked like the Packers said, "Y'all want to take it? Take yeah. it, because we'll take the we'll take yeah. the draft picks. Yeah, you can have this one." Because the Lions dropped all the way down to like the eighth pick for in the draft. One win. Yeah, for y'all but, don't know I when mean, to lose. I don't know. To me, I just I mean, you play to win the game. <laughs> so, so I, I I enjoy seeing that. And you gave us your score on the game, um, Chris. Yeah, I think it'll be something 23-16, 24-17. I think it'll be pretty we much got a the touchdown. Cowboys. I have the Cowboys probably by a touchdown okay. a little more. So you both got Cowboys. I got Seattle. I mean, and you said the score already. Yeah, I said seventeen thirteen. I think it'll okay. be a lower scoring game. I think the de- I think defenses are going to dominate this game. I really do. I think there's going to be. I'm not a believer in the Seahawks defense. Me personally, I do I, not believe in their I, defense. I can understand the four that. and four on the road. Yeah, I, I really, I can understand. I really do. I can really understand that. But I want to see Dak Prescott in this game. Yeah. He's only, he's only played one playoff game. He played great in that playoff game. But this is another playoff game. Yeah. Okay. He's the man now. He has led this team to this position. I want to see what he can be able to do. Yeah. So I, I still think it's gonna be a little bit low scoring. Do y'all remember the last podcast we had when I, when we talked about? People shutting down Amari Cooper, then then what Cowboys receiver would step up, and then it, w- it was a resounding ha 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 ha. Do y'all remember that? I don't remember. I don't remember that part. <laughs> you remember that part? 
Okay. He Ch- likes to reimagine the, the story. <laughs> Mark the tape. He likes to reimagine the story. I remember the conversation. I just don't remember anybody laughing at it. Which is like, okay. okay. I'll, I'll replay it. I'll, I'll cue it up. I, I, know, I know you said Cole Bleasers was going to have a good game, and that was a big guy. I remember you saying that, but I don't remember the ha ha ha. I don't remember that part. I don't remember that part. I like how you threw that in. <laughs> All right. So the LA Chargers are going to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has played pretty good as a starting quarterback in Baltimore. Um, the Chargers got beat by the Ravens in LA. Now they're going to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Man, these games are they're tough to me. That's the best game of the weekend. I I, mean, I don't know about look, that one. That, now, that's the, the most one, competitive okay, game. That's the one that, I think. Somebody on the podcast last time said that the Chargers are going to beat the brakes off the Ravens. Somebody said that. I'm I, hoping you change the tune. I, 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 if I could talk, I when I saw Lamar Jackson run that zone read and the way he hmm. – I've never seen anybody go from three yards deep in the backfield to eight yards past the line of scrimmage that fast that in fast. my life. Yeah. That it is – it makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Um, and their defense is for real. Yeah, uh, I think the Ravens. So, you know, we're talking about the keys to the game. Mm-hmm. In this game, I, I both teams are – the Chargers are going to score. And this is why. So, I, I think the reason why Trey said, at least initially, that the Chargers are going to beat the brakes off the Ravens, when you see a zone scheme like that for the second time, right? you're not going to get burned in that and way. And that's why I think this is going to be the blowout. That's for the me. Chargers. Yes. The Chargers are going to blow them out. I think gonna be, I, this I, is going to be the good blowout. So, this is the thing. and I'm going to pick a team to win this, but I'm going to kind of hedge it a little bit. The Chargers, if any team is going to get blown out, it's going to be the Ravens. The Chargers are going to beat their behinds if somebody's going to get blown out. The Ravens can't – I don't think they're capable of blowing out another team the way they play. Right. It's automatically going to be close. I just think it'll be close and the Ravens will win the game because their defense is incredible. The defense is pretty the defense good. defense is incredible. The running scheme is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson is going to make enough plays to win. Mm-hmm. I think the first time they played, the Chargers were caught off guard by Lamar Jackson and by the defense. They're like, oh, shit. Snap. I was good. They're like, oh, snap. Lamar Jackson is pretty good. Oh, yeah. oh, snap. This defense is pretty good. Yeah. The second time around, even though it's in Baltimore, I think the Chargers are going to be ready. Yeah. And it's going to be, they're going to win by at least 10 points. That's the why I look at it from the Chargers. That's why I look at it. I hate to even bring this up because skill set wise, they're not really the same, but the scheme and the way that it's kind of caught people by surprise because he hasn't been there all season. They haven't had enough time to truly, truly prepare for him. But I think about what happened with the guy at war number seven for San Francisco a few years ago. When he came onto the scene and took yeah. over for Alex Smith, teams were like, what is this? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how do we how do we stop that? Yeah. He doesn't have the arm strength that Kaepernick had. But, I mean, God, when I saw him play, and, and for me, the reason I'm really pulling for him now is to go back and think about you're not a quarterback. Yeah. You got to play receiver. Mm-hmm. We're not going to bring you in. And he stuck to his guns and said, you know what? I'm a damn quarterback. And, and exactly. that this is what if you want me, this is what I'm gonna do. And I mean, Drew Bledsoe, I mean, Joe Flacco is I mean, he, if he didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. I mean, we may not have even gotten an opportunity to see this, at least not this fast. So kudos to him. And I'm 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 really rooting for the kid, man. I'm really rooting for him. Can you might explain how Terrell Suggs has been so good for so long? <laughs> I, I forgot, know. I forgot he's been in the league for so long yeah. and he's still so Dominant on yeah, defense. It's yeah. ridiculous. Man, there are a couple of players that are like that. They're not as dominant as Suggs, but I look at um, Pete Peppers. Peppers? Peppers is still yeah, playing. Peppers is still playing. He's yeah. not playing at a high level, but he's still there. I'm like, wow, this guy's still playing. And then yeah, there's another one, I think I'm going to say Oklafor or Oklafor? Oklafor. Um, Orakbo. 
Morocco oh, is still playing too. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this guy's right. still playing in the league, but yeah. they're not playing as a high level as Suggs is. Yeah. But I mean, it, it is amazing. You got yeah. Gore too, who just got recently injured, yep. but he's been playing at a high level. Older yeah. guys, so I mean, um, Darren yeah. Sproles, Darren um, Sproles coming back one. from injury. But you talk about somebody who can turn the ball over and throw some, get, give the other team the ball. Philip Rivers is known to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, love, I love him to death, but he's known to do that. Yeah. His problem, my problem with the Chargers is historically. The Chargers have maybe not so, done so hot in the beginning of the season. They turn it on at the end and make the playoffs, get in at eight and eight, nine and seven, whatever. This time it's kind of a little bit different because they were kind of they were really hot. Now they haven't been playing well, but they haven't really been healthy. I don't know if they've been sitting people preparing for the playoffs or thinking they're going to be good in the playoffs. I think that resting piece almost curse again. That is, I mean, I think people got to realize that man, it can happen at any time. Yeah. It could happen at any given time. So if girl, um. um not girl. If Gordon's really hurt, yeah. then I mean, good for them that they've been doing the right thing by sitting him out and letting him heal. But if they've just been resting him, I, I don't think you can just shake off that rust in the NFL at this level against this caliber of defense and expect it to be any different. And that's the thing. I, Gordon's going to have to have a good running game. Absolutely. Good running day. If he's not able to run the ball on the ground, they're not able to move the ball, it'll be a long day for the Chargers. But like I said before, I think even if the, the Chargers are being dominated, I don't see the Ravens putting up 14, 17, but I think it could be 9-0 going into the fourth, and the Chargers still have a chance to come back and win the game. But if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, I think you're rooting for the Texans very hard to win. Or to to to, to, to lose, I mean. Because you rather see the, the, the Colts. The win let's say the Texans win against the Colts, the winner of the Ravens and the Chargers. Goes, <laughs> if you're oh, the yeah. Chiefs, you don't want to see. Either yeah. one of those yeah, teams. Yeah, no, absolutely you don't. You don't want to see them because they're both per- – they're almost like they were made to beat the Chiefs, both right. of those teams. Right. Man, this is my favorite game of the weekend for sure. Definitely oh, I, this game. I think, I think this is this is probably – this is 1B to me. This yeah. is going to be – it's going to be a good – it's going to be the – I think it will be the opposite because I think the Cowboys game will be a few – I mean, a few touchdowns, a good scoring game. This is going to be the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be old school – NFC North type football to me was just the defensive just dominate black and blue division. Like you just, you know, a couple field goals here and there. And, and then you think about in the kicking game, the Ravens have arguably the best in, in the business. NFL. That guy so, is not missed. Yeah. So um, we didn't talk about that in the, in the Texans Colts game. I think he's going to be the X factor for the Colts. Honestly. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if he gets if he's within 50, 55, they're gonna try. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna at least just kick it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that, that that's I mean, if it's a close game, I can see them losing it I, that way. But it's gonna be interesting, man. Out of all the quarterbacks, I don't as much I still think the Ravens are gonna win. I just don't know what to expect from Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I just don't know. Because you I'm glad you mentioned Cap. Cap had one throw. The bullet. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was what he was going to throw. And it seems like what the Ravens do from what I've been watching, it seems like they just had that slant. That's it. That's it. If yeah. he ain't throwing a slant, it ain't getting completed unless right. he's moving out of the pocket and making things happen. Right. That's what if you're the Chargers, you gotta and the good thing is they they've seen them before, you you gotta contain him in the pocket. Yeah. Easier said than done. It's though. like the it's like the Alabama's offense almost. It's that zone read or that RPO where they have that run pass option and that linebacker scoots up. Yep. I'm gonna hit the same right, right behind you. you. And that's it, and that's all they're gonna be able to do. But out of even though Dak Prescott isn't battle tested, we already know about Russell Wilson. Um Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't say he's battle tested either in the playoffs because of I mean, just he hasn't been there long enough. And Andrew Luck, out of the quarterbacks that I'm most afraid of 
like poo point on themselves. Lamar Jackson only because he's not he's probably the least pure passer left in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Phillip Rivers has just been known to have meltdowns. Like he I mean Phillip Rivers could throw five touchdowns or five interceptions. Yeah. Like you just don't so those two that's why I think the defense is gonna control that game because offensively mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson can beat you with his feet. I'm not sure he's sold on his arm yet. And Rivers, you just don't know who's gonna show up. Let me ask you a question. Don't know. The game opens up. Lamar Jackson throws a pick six. It's over. Except, oh, my, my name. <laughs> <laughs> so he throws a pick six. Uh-huh. It's really not in his fault. I'm not trying to say he made a bad read. Let's say the receiver tips in. It. Mm-hmm. I just want to make the point is they have the ball first and they're down 7-0. They have a three and out the next drive. The Chargers come back. They score 14-0. It's over. You're Jim Harbaugh. You're looking at Flacco. You're looking at Lamar you know, Jackson. And that, and that's, but what I do you do? I don't think it's going to – the change is not going to happen in the first quarter. It will have to be after okay. halftime. 21-0. I, you got to think about it at some point, and, right? And, and that's 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 the, the the dark horse right there. But I still don't think they come back. Even if they're down 21-0, Flacco comes in, I think the Chargers will still win that game. I don't know, man. That's, that's all right. Because think. the Chargers are preparing for that zone. All of a sudden, you got a cat throwing it 70 yards. You're like, what What do you do? I don't think they come back, though. I just don't. It's not even so much about the comeback. I'm just thinking from the point of, of whether Harbaugh, or not you bench Lamar. Jackson. What do you do in that situation? You know, I, mean, I I I would personally keep, and then maybe it's the flag football player in me coming out, but I would keep Flacco ready, and I would I would put play. Oh so, yeah. So think about you this. You keep Flacco ready. But listen, in all in all the offenses now, we've seen <laughs> the Saints do it, every uh, Eagles do it, Colts mm-hmm. do it. When you line up somebody else at quarterback and you put your starting quarterback outside, I mean, literally, they're not really covering that guy. Mm. But I've yet to see the Ravens all year long put run, in Flacco and then put and then, Lamar Jackson out there. What are you gonna do? Well, they they did that in the beginning of the year. Yeah, but but they but they weren't running routes. They weren't yeah, even sure. the threat. He was, was just coming was in motion. Just, yeah, it, was it, was, just, it was it was a nothing. decoy. It was out. Yeah. yeah, but if you put his butt out there right now, like you really got to like. I mean, I, I think he's got a different. He's gonna command a different type of respect. And most of those guys are gonna. I mean, they're not worried about his route running ability. He's just yeah. worried about him going straight down the field. And Trey, you alluded to this earlier. Have you? I've never seen a player move. North to south quicker than Never. this guy. I'm not saying he's the fastest player I've seen, yeah. but he's so quick. Mm-hmm. One mistake, you're done. I don't know if it's, he hit a crease the other day in the fourth quarter. I was like, I don't even know how he got through there. <laughs> but maybe it's his size or stature. I don't know, man. I was like, there's no way. Not many other quarterbacks would have been able to get where he got that fast through the as small of a space that he did. Um, I mean, there's, I, there's another number seven that might argue about that. I think he was on a show recently. He said that he's a little bit better than Lamar Jackson. He said he's not as quick as he is. Yeah. But uh, Vic Vic was absolutely as fast uh, and a little bit more shifty than Lamar Jackson. Is. That's the word. Shifty. Vic, Vic is probably the most shifty quarterback yeah. I've seen. But Lamar Jackson didn't he shift you? Yeah. He yeah. just, he just he, oh, he, this, right this by speed you. kills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. But I, I think the Chargers win this game. I think it's gonna be like about. 27 to 14. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, I, I do. I think the Chargers are going to – it's it's very, very good for them that they played the Baltimore Ravens already. If <laughs> they did not play Baltimore already, they know what to expect. I do not expect – I expect Lamar Jackson to have a bad game. I expect there to be a point in this game where, like, should they bring Flacco in? I really do. I love Lamar Jackson. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But playoff football, you got to be able to do more than the zone read and the slant. That's just my thing. The Chargers are going to make him do that on defense, and I don't think he's going to be up to the task. I agree with you. And that's why if you're the Ravens and John Harbaugh, if I'm the Ravens, the first play of the game, I'm throwing a bomb. Mm-hmm. I just want to back them up a little bit, show y'all, hey, we're going to do it. You just you got to show them some variety, and I agree with you. If they don't show any variety, the Chargers are going to sit. Well, mm-hmm. you, you know that if they go Flacco, 
he's got to stay the rest of the playoffs. No doubt. If this is that they win, yeah, I mean, yeah. If they win, then he's going to have to be the starting quarterback for the rest so, of the playoffs. I don't know if they're ready for that. And not even so much as that. I think Flacco can win them this game against the Chargers. I think you need Lamar Jackson versus the Chiefs. You're not keeping up with the Chiefs with Flacco. You need Lamar in there. You really think so? I think so, yeah. Slows down the pace of the game. And, and, and the, Chiefs defense, the Chiefs defense is not very But they, good. I don't think they'll do that. If Flacco, because the only way you bring in, you know, I don't want him to get injured like that, but yeah. unless he gets injured or they fall behind 14-0, 21-0, yeah. that's the only way you bring him in. And if Flacco brings them back to win the game, and you know, Flacco, Flacco's a playoff guy. Yeah. They're going to keep Flacco at quarterback. Lamar Jackson's not going to come back. I, I don't see that. From 1 to 10, how stunned would you be? First play of the game, Flacco's in a shotgun. I wouldn't be that stunned. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson will be in the game, too. Like, like Trey <laughs> said, he will be somewhere in the equation. Yeah. You got a score for us, Chris? <sighs> I'm going – since I'm picking the, the the Ravens to win the game, I'm talking 20 to, to 9. Just wow, ugly. Wow. Just ugly. Yeah. I, I think, think we see good. But, uh, but I'm going to love watching it, though. 23-17 will be the final score. Baltimore? Baltimore. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 23-17. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. So the last game, Wild Card Weekend, this is the only game where the two teams have not faced one another this Wild Card Weekend, the Eagles and the Bears. The Bears have Trubisky, rookie quarterback, going to the playoff game. Then, you know, Philadelphia has Nick Foles. Nick Foles led them to a Super Bowl win last year, and Philadelphia found a way to get back into the playoffs. Chicago's here by six points in this game which is kind of odd to me. I know they're at home, but they have a rookie quarterback. Uh, I'm not big on rookie quarterbacks right now in the playoffs. This is me. Yeah. I don't think that Trubisky or Lamar Jackson yet are the guys. The guys we're looking at right now, you know, of course, you know, I love Deshaun Watson. He's the guy. Bro, <laughs> he's a rookie in the playoffs. Yeah, too. that's okay. true. That's true. Okay. But I'm saying he's the guy. I think he's the guy. Okay. He's the guy that has the and Mahomes is a rookie in the playoffs. Yeah, as well. he is too, but okay. he's not in the wild card okay. weekend. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So I, I see Philadelphia win this game. Um, I, I think it's going to be, you know, they're going to win like about like nine points, something like that. I think it's going to be Philadelphia's going to win it kind of, not easily, but they're going to kind of pull away there at the end. So you pick Philadelphia? I pick Philadelphia. You say, so it's two things. And trade, you know, he taught us a dang it too in this podcast. <laughs> and he talked about the spread. He said six <laughs> points, and, I, and it's been bigger. Yeah. Right. That tells me two things. Mm-hmm. Vegas knows Nick Bowles ain't right. <laughs> and guess what? Nick Bowles ain't right. I think the Bears, if this is my blowout, I think the Bears beat them bad. Right. I'm talking bad. I thought the same thing last year about Nick Foles. But there's just something about Nick but, Foles. But, but this ain't last injury. year. This this is different. This I understand it. But it, they're not at home this year. I, That's a big I difference. I understand You're going that. to Soldier Field, player. I understand that. But this is Chicago's first playoff game in, at home in how long? <laughs> since Cutler since Cutler alright so I mean and then Philadelphia I mean I I love defending champions I have a thing for defending champions they're the defending champions they're coming here into the playoffs it's not like they they made it easily they barely got in yeah and they know what it takes to win yeah I'm gonna pick Nick Foles and this Philadelphia Eagle team over Trubisky the rookie and you Chicago see, the, the Eagles got in Mm-hmm. The Bears were their punishment for making it that difficult. I'm just being <laughs> we'll honest see, with we'll you. See, if we'll the see. Eagles were playing the Cowboys this week, we'd have a different conversation. No doubt. It's not even. It's not a knock on the Cowboys. I'm really praising that Bears defense. Mm-hmm. If he has a chest injury, Khalil Mack is going to find his chest. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> I understand what you say. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think Trubisky is not going to have to do anything. 
Right. He's just going to need to be a warm body out there. The Bears defense is going to win that game. Right. I, I think you're kind of um, – I look at coaching too as far as – the reason they, the Philadelphia Eagles were able to win last year had a lot to do with coaching. Yeah. And if they're going to win this game, I think that he's going to have some things up his sleeve that Chicago has not seen before that's going to enable Philadelphia to win this game. This is what I think. But I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in Chicago in general. That's just me. I, I, I am. I, you know what game sold me on Chicago was that? when the Patriots came to Soldier Field. Patriots won the game. Right. But they, they should have lost that game. Exactly. Right, right, right. And the offense did enough. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is not a good quarterback. I'm convinced of that. But I think he knows he's not a good quarterback. So he doesn't put himself in positions where he, he he's going to make himself look bad. He runs the ball when he needs to. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the pocket when he needs to. He makes clutch passes when he needs to. They put him in the right position. And finally, Jordan Howard looks healthy. You already know what the, uh, the other running back is going to do. His name escapes my mind right now. But Jordan Cole? Howard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now with Jordan Howard looking good, oh, yeah, they're they're golden. Cohen's one of the best in, like, kept secrets in the NFL. Nobody knows about him. I had a moment He's just as talented, if not more talented, yeah, he than is. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he is. He's that explosive. Yeah, it's going to be – I mean, if Nick Foles is healthy and it looks like he is, I think that's going to be – um, that's going to be the key, but the pressure that those guys put and trying to contain Khalil Mack—that's going to be—that's going to be—that's going to be hard. That's going to be really, really hard for them. And I think that that's what—that's what the difference is in the game is going to be. Who can? Who? Who's going to get? We were talking about the Cowboys getting pressure, seeing if they can put pressure on um, Trubisky um, with their front line with Fletcher Cox and everybody else and his crew. That's going to be the biggest opportunity for them. But man, I just. Uh, they're going to get Darren Sproles involved. Um, they're going to throw the ball probably 40 times. Uh, the running game doesn't really scare me. Josh Adams, um, if he's even still getting any carries at all, I just I don't know. I I I see the I don't I think this will be the least entertaining game of the weekend. I agree. Yeah, I really do. I agree. I really. I do. think it could be. So like I think got the Bears, Bears in a blowout. Mm-hmm. I think wow. the Bears win the game by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's, Even I, though Nick Foles gets a million dollar bonus if they win this game, if they beat the Bears, he man. gets a million dollar bonus, kind of like Eric Weddle did in that. Look, my whole thing with Nick Foles is that I had Nick Foles last year in my. I had to pick him up because uh, Carson Wentz got hurt, and he played terrible. I think it was the last two games, so I was yeah. like, "He's garbage." This and that. And he he ran the table <laughs> and won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I I do think that there's something about Nick Foles when the stage is at its highest. That he's going to produce. And once again, I will allude to that coaching staff in Philadelphia. I think I think they might have what it takes to win this game. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We shall see. So the least entertaining game out of all of them, huh? Oh, for sure. So why why is it scheduled the way it's scheduled? I don't understand that. Uh, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's, 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 a, it's a Sunday night game. NBC. It's a 7-15? It's a, it's a, yeah. It's gonna be the the this last game on NBC. Dude, I think it's afternoon. Afternoon game though. Yeah. They're not they're playing any night game. That's what that's, I'm saying. So that's but I mean I think that's the, not the greatest. Yeah, that's slot. The, yeah, the, yeah. The most watched game is that that Saturday night. Well, yeah, Saturday night will be most watched. But I think on Sunday the primetime slot is either that twelve o'clock game o'clock, or yeah. that Sunday night game when everything else is done. Can, so I don't okay. think. Can we give a shout out to black quarterbacks? Y'all realize there are <laughs> five black quarterbacks in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Five of them. Uh, Shout out to them, man. That's good. That's what they are. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Glad but you pointed that out, sir. Almost as many coaches that got fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Coaching Barack. Hey, are you happy? Um, oh, he, are you happy oh, now? I forgot about that. Oh, and are you, you happy? Must be I, excited. I, was, I wasn't even going to. I'm what? not excited. No, man. Y'all, I'm not excited about that, man. 
I thought it was overdue. No, but I'm not excited I, I about it. I, apparently, it was his decision too. Um, and he wanted to step down last year. Did y'all read that article? Yep. Yeah, he wanted to step down last year, and the management asked him to stick it out one more year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have. He should have stepped down. A long and he time ago. he made he made lemonade with those lemons he was giving. Oh yeah, so. yeah. And and, okay. and, and the you people. You see how many players they had on injured reserve this season? No, he this year was very tough for him this year. But the game that sticks out the most for me, even though I don't know what's happening after that, that Pittsburgh game. They should have won that game, and it, it just felt like the same Bengals team. The Bengals, like we lived to with the Texans, when the when the Texans beat the Bengals, it's like okay, they beat the Bengals. I mean, you know, I'm not going to it with y'all again, Marvel Lewis, but he he did, you know. I hope he finds somewhere else to play, though. I think he's a pretty good coach. I just yeah. I don't I think, think that people, situation I, in Cincinnati was best for him. I, I think people would be foolish if they didn't interview that man and give him uh, an opportunity. Unfortunately, I think we both know he won't. I don't I, think he's gonna get a coaching job for some time. Yeah, he. I mean, if, even if it's not a head coaching job, uh, if he's not in somebody's front office he or, might stay it, with the Bengals though I heard that if he did not continue to be the head coach he was going to get some kind of you know yeah. upper management or something yeah, like that, something like yeah. that anyway, you know so. his pardon yeah. shot leaving said you might want to consider Hugh Jackson I bet the Bengals are like yeah yeah we're not oh, that's what he said <laughs> yeah he, he was some he he said he's gonna if he had to pick somebody basically he was endorsing Hugh Jackson mm. Hugh Jackson gets a bad rap as a coach and I don't know why he does, but I don't think he should do that. <laughs> I don't think he should. Oh, no, I agree. You, don't do it. <laughs> I'm just saying he gets a bad rap as if it's as if he's a bad coach, which is why you already know I can't stand Baker Mayfield. Yeah, we know. But he can play football. I give him mm-hmm. that. Baker Mayfield's okay. I want to see him. Yeah. I want to see him next year. There's been a lot of one year wonders in this league, yeah. especially at quarterback. We've seen it come and go. Yeah, I want to see him do it again next year. That's what I want to see. Okay. If he can do a back to back, if he can lead that Browns team to a playoff. Next year, then I'll, I'll be I'll be like, hey, this guy's for real. Yeah. There's one in Kansas City. Hmm? There's one in Kansas City. From a quarterback? Watch. Watch. He, he won't touch. He won't sniff these numbers again. Oh, he's talking about Mahomes. Okay. I mean, that's possible. Again. I mean, 50 touchdowns in one season? I mean, he, he, he didn't have to sniff 50 touchdowns to still be a legit quarterback. Right. I'm just saying. 50 he, touchdowns is incredible. It is. Brady did it once. He, I'm just saying he won't sniff these. How many times did Manning do it? I think he, Manning only did it one time as well. Right. Mm-hmm. This is very difficult to do. I mean, that's not, that's not a. I mean, are you saying he won't? Okay, there's one thing to say he won't sniff it, but are you are you saying that he's gonna fall face to the earth? Like he's not as good as people think he's he is. gonna come. Yeah, okay. he's not as good. I don't think he's as good as we think he is. Now his sophomore year, which is technically will be his sophomore right, year, right, will right, be right. next year because that's when he be played. Right. I can see him falling off. I yeah. really can't, but I, I mean, think he's a real deal. For me, he has to fall off. He has to. Yeah. Right. I mean, no. He no can't doubt. Get any better no than doubt. He if he throws fifty again, then I I don't know what to say at that point. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. If he yeah. doesn't do anything in the playoffs and those 50 next year, then it doesn't matter. The playoffs are when it counts. Right. 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 Okay. So uh, I want to talk about these two teams real quick. Two teams that did not make the playoffs. The Steelers and the Vikings. What happened with those two teams? Going into this year, is I don't say they were locked to make the playoffs, yeah. but they should have made the playoffs. The last week of the season, they had opportunity to make the playoffs. But they broke down. What happened with these both did these you, teams? Did you see the Redskins fans trolling Vikings? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> so they, see they that. were on the Vikings Twitter account saying, you like that? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Before the season, remember we were talking. And I mm. said, Kirk Cousins is the real deal. Right. And both of you were like, mm, we got to see. We got to see it. Mm, well, we done seen. Because, <laughs> come on, Kirk. <sighs> that Man. last game. And I'm not gonna put the last game on Kirk Cousins. Right. It wasn't just him; the whole team didn't just show him, up. Right? I mean, he there were a couple of plays where he was right. He was arguing with Adam Thielen, saying, "Bro, I I, I got two seconds. <laughs> you got to turn around." Mm. So, but at the end of the day, they paid him the big money. 
right? So the blame's going to go on him. Oh, no right. doubt. Yeah, no we, we, we talked about cousins. that beginning. It has to go on At Kirk the cousins. beginning of the year, we talked about Kirk Cousins and this movie made to Minnesota. If they do not make the playoffs, all the blame's going to go on him. I don't care what happens throughout yeah. the course of the year. And that's what's going to happen. But, but, there, but there are the people who get the blame. One of them, no doubt. Dalvin Cook gets some big blame. Yeah. I don't know where that cat's at. Adam Thielen started off the season very well, but his last quarter of the season was not so well. Mm-hmm. And that's not all Kirk Cousins. That team has issues. Issues really, their defense was elite in one year. Mm-hmm. They were elite. nothing really. They were, no, they were actually elite the beginning of the year. And then they started. Off. They started falling off at the end of the well, year last well, year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, really, the Eagles exposed them, and yeah. it has not been the same since. Right, right, right. Uh, and the Eagles ex- got them again this year, really, by yeah. getting a playoff spot. It's a defense. It's a defense and Kirk Cousins. And they had a chance to really put all that behind them. One game in Minnesota. Yeah. And they just they looked horrible. That 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 whole team in itself just looked horrible. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't really believe it myself. I thought. I really thought that maybe Kirk Cousins and that team was going to win at home and get their shot in the playoffs against Chicago again. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And you know what makes this even worse? The fact that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers had a bad year and y'all still couldn't make the playoffs. Right. Come on now. They pay Kirk Cousins all of that money. I mean, at this point, if you're an NFL GM, why would you ever pay for a free agent quarterback? Mm-hmm. Unless it is the best of the best. You just don't do it. Just go draft a rookie. You have Mitch Trubisky. You're not going to get the best of the best in the free agent, though, as a quarterback. Well, Unless they're washed up. Well, they're Kirk, Cousins, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he had a solid year. Again, you look at his numbers, he had a solid year. But they didn't bring him in to have a solid year. Oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they, they brought didn't. him in to, they didn't. for the playoffs. And But they also didn't know their defense was going to be this garbage. Right. Because the defense definitely cost them games this season. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. For all intents and purposes, they should have been in the playoffs. Their kicker blew two games. And I don't mean like he just missed he missed several kicks in two games. They should have been in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, you still have to blame. That Kirk was Cousins. one pre-Bailey and one after Bailey? Or both before Whoa, Bailey? No, no, no. One was Bailey and then one was pre-Bailey. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the last six games of the year, Stephon Diggs didn't sniff the football nearly as much as he, as he should have. Um, I think he had one game, second to last game, week 16, he had two receptions for 10 yards. Although he scored a touchdown in each of the last three games, what he was doing leading up to that just, it just doesn't make any sense. And in my mind, when you have, in my mind, when you have one of the elite receivers in the NFL, um, I think that you've got to, you got to make a, a point to give him the ball. Him. In the last five games, you're talking about Thielen, in the last five games, starting from, Five games in the last game, 28, 70, 19, 80, 38. Those were his yards receiving. And that was not the recipe that when he was getting 102, 131, 135, 123, he was really doing really, really good, and they were getting him involved. 14, 18, I mean, 14, 11, 9, 8 receptions a game, and you fall off to go in two and three receptions a game for him and Diggs. I mean, combined, you're getting seven or eight receptions. They're not going to win football games. And and when you watch them play, even when Thielen was killing it, the problem is he was just locking on to his receivers, and it became obvious other t- defenses adjusted to it. He just didn't do a good enough job spreading the love around. And then the biggest disappointment other than Kirk Cousins was Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin yeah, Cook was Cook disappointed. Was he was not good. Yeah, I don't know. who I can't even remember who plays their slot receiver right now. Um, I, I'm not sure who the Vikings slot receiver is. Robertson. Maybe. But I think that's what they're missing that guy. I mean, so oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, they're missing yeah. that guy. They got, they, a, they got an X and a Y. Yeah, whatever it is, but they're they're X missing a Z, slot. Yeah. X and a Z, but they're missing yeah. that slot. Yeah, they're they're missing somebody like that. So I think sometimes they were forced to do a lot of motion because I watch a lot of their games too, and or lining Stephon Diggs up in the slot, mm-hmm. and that's not what's going to win them football games. So, um, 
Murray, um, Dalvin Cook, and that that, that wasn't gonna, yeah that wasn't gonna be the answer there. And and let's be real, I'm getting on Dalvin Cook, and he didn't run the ball well. But their offensive line, you talking about the Texans' offensive line is garbage. Mm-hmm. The Vikings' offensive line is really garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they're bad. They're, they're bad. I mean for the Bears' backups to come in the game and still penetrate as easily as they were, that was embarrassing. Oh. Yeah, and there's talk about, um, I guess, rumblings of what should happen with their coaching situation as oh, well. No, you can't fire that man. Yeah, I agree with you, but I'm just saying there's, um, I don't know, there, there's talks of maybe he would step down or maybe he would just move on because they, I don't know, they're, they're, they didn't play. They they were probably, probably one of the most disappointing teams this year, to be honest with you. Um the rest of them are kind of can save face now because they're still in the playoffs. But my, the Steelers, you really didn't know what was going to happen with Le'Veon Bell not yep. being there. I, I really think the Steelers kind of overachieved for most people. I mean, they still had I – mean, their defense isn't that good. I mean, they got Antonio Brown, who obviously wasn't very happy. Mm-hmm. But the Vikings, that was almost – they were a shoe-in for the playoffs. Yeah. It was a, it was a given. But Particularly if you tell me the Packers are going to have this horrible of a season. Everybody yeah. would say, well, who else is going to win the division? And- yeah. No, speaking of, speaking of the Steelers, though, the, the thing that gets me with the Steelers, though, is just the the drama that yeah. has taken place throughout the course of the year. Without that drama, I think the Steelers were a playoff team, no doubt in my mind. Um, the Baltimore Ravens won that division pretty much at the last second. They stole it. They stole it pretty yeah. much. The Steelers were pretty much on top of the division for most of the season. Yeah. Um, and then it comes out that Antonio Brown was really happy. And, you know, you already had the little Le'Veon Bell, you know, stuff going on. So. What do you think is going on within that organization to where there's all this drama going on? I love Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite coaches. Right, my, mine too. But it, this team is so undisciplined, man. And you got to blame somebody. So I'm blaming the coach. Like, what is going on? I, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I seriously consider just resigning from this team and moving away from them. They have so, to- hold on, hold on. so why can Mike Tomlin reside? But Marvin <laughs> Lewis can't do the same thing. Why are you going there, bro? No, because I'm like, what's that got to do? Because I felt the same way about Marvin Lewis. I, I thought he could have, he should have resigned. Marvin Lewis has some of the same issues that Mike Tomlin no, has. No, some, no, some, no, some. No, not like as this. Far, as far as like his team being undisciplined, yes. Well, they, they, had had some, they had, they had some undisciplined players, but the thing with the Bengals were the Bengals never had stars. So you just got rid of them. I mean, the closest undisciplined star they had was perfect. Mm-hmm. And Pac-Man Jones. Well, I'm not talking about as far as far as the organization is concerned, it's not close. Pittsburgh Steelers are a world-class organization as opposed to the, the Bengals. So yeah. all I'm saying is that there's a point in time where I thought Marvin Lewis should have just stepped down like, and I don't want to deal with this organization and go somewhere else. Yeah. As far as Mike Thomas is concerned, I don't think he, he steps down. I think he's a good enough coach to where like – and the organization is good enough. Like, you know, I mean, just get rid of Antonio Brown. Yeah. Get rid of Bell. Start all over. Do your own thing. Yeah. I don't think he steps down. You think he's ready to do that because if they he might pre- have a choice, right? But if if they if if Antonio Brown's gone, like mm-hmm. people are thinking that he will, he's be, not going to be gone. And you lose Big Ben, you literally lose your off. You lose three Pro Bowlers. You lose three. When superstars. is the last time that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been in rebuilt mode? They don't. They normally don't. They yeah. don't. They normally reload. I don't think. I don't think it will be that big of a deal if. Because well, they did of have Neil McDonald at quarterback. Yeah, so. that was, that was <laughs> but I don't think it'd be that big of a deal if they went through a rebuild building phase. I just don't. I don't think the division is that great anyway. If they did it, the Browns has something to prove. Baltimore, they have the rookie quarterback. Okay, 
So I still think they'll be okay if they went through a rebuilding phase. I'm just saying, with all the drama going around, I don't know how much it's going to take for Antonio Brown to come back. He seems like he's pretty disgruntled right but, but, now. You can't even trade Antonio Brown. That's true, too. He's 30 years old on a big contract. Who's trading for him? I you know. I wouldn't be surprised if someone traded for him. The Raiders? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone traded for him. No, no, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I don't know who would trade for him. But my point in saying he's going to resign, he should think about it, is the point you just made. Mm. Browns are definitely up and coming, even though mm. I don't like uh, the quarterback. As there. They still got proved to be. They still got yeah, but, but they're up and coming, right, right, right. given that. And depending on who they get, if you're the Browns fan listening, do not hire Greg Williams. That's it. <laughs> as far as the Ravens, they're up and coming, particularly we'll see what they do on Sunday. So you have two teams that are going to be decent teams, mm-hmm. and we have the Bengals who are definitely rebuilding now. Right, right, right. The Steelers, I, I, the Steelers will probably possibly rebuild. Okay, let's think about this. Roethlisberger could retire. He's always flirting. I don't true. think he will, that's but true. let's just say he could. Bell is gone, and then potentially a trade of Brown. That's that's the squad well, right I'm there. Just, I'm talking about as far as the organization. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a world-class organization. If you guys agree, you don't, don't. When they have head coaches, they just don't be like, okay, you can, you can go. They 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 back their no, head no, coaches. No, no, I didn't say he's gonna fire. I didn't say no, no. Gonna, I'm saying so Mike think, Tomlin. Think, I'm saying Mike Tomlin assessed the situation and said, I think I, I think he's in a good situation. Oh, because you're I think, saying I think even in rough years yeah, they won't determine. Yeah, I think, I, I think he's in a good situation. Okay, I, hear you. I really do. Even in a rough year, they were like, you're a guy, and I think Mike Tomlin is good enough to where like he can rebuild this team and they get back to being a pretty good football team. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't. I think it's a little bit. Going a little bit far to be like, nah, I'm just gonna step down. <laughs> All of a sudden, right, I didn't say you should. I said I would think about it. I wouldn't think about it. There's there's certain organizations that you're playing for, they have to fire you. The Cowboys or what? You gonna fire? <laughs> I'm not gonna step down. That's a world class organization. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, that's a world class organization. Yeah, I, I just I can't see myself stepping down from that and going to where. Going. <laughs> I'm just not gonna pick. I mean, that doesn't say I'm just saying. Yeah. You got nothing to say, Trey, huh? Wow, that's I, a first. No, I, I said what I had to say. I, I don't think that I, – I, I don't know that he'll leave because I think that he would probably have – I think his legacy is – No one's talking about firing him though, right? It's not, no, it's, it hasn't no, gotten that far, right? No, no, no okay. I'm just talking about what Chris said. Okay, like, cause, I mean, because for a second I was like, you know what? Because he, he, he would remain unemployed for – 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, he, yeah, he would, anybody would be willing to pick him up as their head coach. But I'm just saying, like, with, I don't know if I'm him. If he, because of all the turmoil that's going on right now, out of respect for that man, I'd be like, look, man, I know you probably don't want to go through this. Like, I don't think he deserves that. I mean, I know no, he's he got, doesn't. He's I got don't plenty think he does of time. Either. He's got plenty of time, but I think he's a stealer through and through. Um, but I, that's wrong for them to kind of put him in that situation. So I think they, if they, I don't think he needs to rebuild. I think that they need to make every effort to, to do his right by, by him. If well, they want to keep a good coach. If Ben Roethlisberger stays on as quarterback, then yes, I don't think you rebuild. But what Chris alluded to before, if Ben well, is like, is done, he's gone. if he's done, then I think you might have to think about rebuilding. Yeah, but you, you're not with that coach. I don't think he's a rebuild coach. Not to me. Well, I think you're a rebuild coach. If you're playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's me. I, I'm very no, big no, on I, I, I hear what you're saying. I really because he. You talk about Marvin Lewis having his job on lock. <laughs> Tomlin has his job on lock. I don't know. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Bill Cowher was not always in winning situations. They waited a long. They didn't. I think he kind of resigned though too. They waited a long time for Bill Cowher actually won it. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They backed their coaches. One hundred. The history is showing. I, I hear you, but so the difference is the, when you listen to the media and the fans. They don't, it's one they don't, year, but they don't back Tomlin like they were backing 
uh, cower. And you, I'm, you I'm not even oh, without without a doubt. No, Steeler fans don't even give this the last title to Tomlin. What? I'm just I'm being honest. When you go to Steeler fans' blogs, to, they to, don't even give it to Tomlin. I to Steeler fans are upset with him, but they're they're uh, the reason why they're upset is just because of the culture. The Steelers culture is always strong, still curtain. Like now, it's just like just. Thugs are on the team. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. who have problems, and for the most part, it's really it's really been it. Antonio Brown is a problem. No, I, I that and, that's, and that's what I'm that saying. I think he's a problem. a problem. But why is this? Why is this new to people? What what star <laughs> wide receiver that's in true. the last that's twenty true. years that's wasn't true. a diva? Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Hopkins, and Andre Andre Hopkins is not a diva. Andre Johnson, uh, Andre Johnson is not a diva. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is not a diva. What I mean, he. Okay, let me, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. All wide receivers at some point are kind of divas. But if you look at the lesser extent, DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Johnson, and Fitzgerald, they're definitely in that category. Calvin and I'm Johnson not talking. Well. Calvin Johnson also, yeah. Calvin Johnson was a diva. But he, I'm, I'm, I'm just Johnson saying, I'm just saying not, but not to the point of, you know. I'm not talking re- about showboating and stuff like that. I'm just talking about their attitude, what teammates thought of them, um, their selfishness or self Okay, that's fine. Okay, fine. You can call them divas, but let, let me back up then. Antonio Brown, I don't like using this word attribute to people, but when you use it in sports, he almost seems like a cancer to your locker room. See, I don't... I, he's I, getting there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, I, mean he, I don't say yeah. he was there initially, but I, I think he's last right there. year he did something within the locker room. He was doing some Facebook thing. Yeah, last year. He was recording the conversation. Yeah, the conversation. Yeah, that, and, and for me, that was... Nobody talks about that, but if you're the Patriots, you see that, that gives you extra juice to go beat this in. Like, oh, we're cheaters? Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna slap y'all when y'all yeah. get here. And that, can't to me, that. to me, that just gives Mike Tomlin more credit. I don't think Antonio Brown is someone you can just control like that. If he's in the Patriots, he's done. He will he will be gone. I don't, Bill Belichick's not gonna play that. So I think I give more credit to Tomlin in that sense that he had some characters like that in the locker room. It's really just Antonio Brown we're talking about here, right? It's not anybody else. Bro, did you see what DeAndre Hopkins wore to the game? He's a diva. That, bro. Oh god. That was. <laughs> I'm just talking about DeAndre Hopkins is, first of all, awesome, awesome that he's donating his playoff game check. Yeah. Oh, that was for that, that was more than awesome, man. Yeah. That, and that's incredible. And Shaquille O'Neal and a Houston police officer offered to pay for the funeral as well. So, I mean, justice for Jasmine is, hope, is, is what yeah. everyone's talking about. But DeAndre Hopkins is one of those low-key just, like, I am what I am. Like, I, I'm the – I'm – the goat, or yeah. or his mind, I'm the best receiver in the game, yeah. or whatever. He's not gonna come out and necessarily say something like that, but I think his he has that swag. He has, and, that, and that's he what deserves he has. to have that swag. Though. And I'm not saying nothing about it, but he is. Mister, he's not a top five wide receiver in the he's, league. He's maybe six now. I'm moving up to number six. <laughs> and Des Bryant is still ahead of him. I, I move him up to number six. <laughs> I move him up to number six. Um, All right. I know we've been talking about non. I want to ask y'all a wild card question before we move on. Mm-hmm. Which coach? As far as the wild card coaches are concerned, it's most likely. I don't think any of them would get fired. But you had to pick a number one coach to get fired after a loss. Who do you think is most likely on the hot seat? In the playoffs? In the playoffs. Out of the wild playoffs? card teams. For for losing. If you had to pick one. I don't think any of them are going to get fired. But if you had to pick one and say, hey, man, you want to win this game, who would it be? You want the wild card weekend or just wild the card. In, in, no, in Just a wild card. Just a wild card. I can't think of any. Honestly, I can't think of any. I think Jason Garrett is up there. Nah. I'm not saying he's going to get fired. Most likely, like that's what I'm saying. Most likely, it. if you think, I think Jason Garrett's up there. The only one I can think of right now, he's not in a wild card, is Andy Reid. That's the only one. Who's going to get fired? 
I was saying most, I think he's the most. I don't think any of them will get fired. Yeah, I, I think it's, I don't think it's, I don't understand the question honestly. I don't well, think any of them I, get well, fired. I, the reason I bring up the question is this: if if someone was to get fired, who would it be? If someone would get fired, who would it be? I think if Bill O'Brien's not going anywhere. As a Texan fan, we get blown out. If the, if if Andrew Luck comes in here and beats us as forty to thirteen, he's not going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. But it'll be some questions. If the Seahawks go to Dallas and they win forty to thirteen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. Either. I don't know if, if the owners is going to sit back and say we'll get him next year. I think Dak Prescott throw to Cole Beasley. That I think that gave Jason Garrett at least another couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that they because think about it, they lost one divisional game this year. That's one game in their division. Yeah. And Jerry Jones, if he can get into the playoffs, I think that's what he's worried about the most. Because once you get in the playoffs, anything is possible. Yeah. Anything. But I think yeah, we lost one game. I want to say we lost one divisional game this year, and uh, did we lose two? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we lost one divisional game. But anyway, even if it was two, I don't can't remember. But I don't think that we're going to. I, I think he's he's got it made. Like he's got it. He's got it made. But now a, a blowout. I think it would. Def, I think it would definitely come up. I think the media would ask him, like, "What is his future like?" Yeah. And he'll. I mean, he'll be. Uh, Jerry Jones is man enough to. Or cocky enough, and there's a lot of good coaches out there right now that it, there could and be that's a really change. What, that's what I really what I was alluding to. Yeah. Well, there being a certain number of good coaches available now, if your team gets blown out, hmm. yeah, I just don't see it. I mean that 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 question kind of caught me off guard. I understand what you're saying. But, uh, I think I, the, the first name that popped into my head was Andy Reid. I know you're not talking about the wild card, but, but if if someone were to come into Kansas, Kansas City, City uh-huh. and beat them. With his reputation and the, the Kansas City reputation, yeah, I think that some people might think about. Well, remember when Trey said that if Mike Tomlin were to resign, he'd be hired in thirty seconds. That would be Andy Reid wouldn't be up <laughs> once once he gets the yeah, 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 fired. Yeah. Then the very next second he he's would, hired. He would he would be he would be hired very quickly. Yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, I don't think any of these coaches are in. But I understand the question. Don't get yeah. it wrong. Don't get it wrong. So, all right, let's move on to the NBA, shall we? Shall we do that, Trey? Absolutely. Yes, the Cowboys lost one division game, so he's he's gonna be good. LeBron James recently said that he is the greatest player of all time. Why is he the greatest player of all time? Because back in 2016, he led the Cleveland Cavaliers. He did it by himself. He did it by himself. Cleveland! (laughs) (laughs) This is for you! (laughs) He said that by himself, he didn't say that, but basically that that is why he's the GOAT because that Cleveland Cavalier team was able to beat that 72 and 10, 73 and 9 win Golden State Warrior team. What do you guys think about that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's going on? First thing, if you haven't seen that already in ESPN, they're documenting LeBron and his friends and how that's come to be. If you haven't watched that, man, you got to watch that. It's good stuff. Okay. Like, it's real good. You got to watch it. Um, I knew this was coming. If you were watching it, you knew LeBron is at some point, LeBron's going to announce himself. Don't forget, LeBron's the first person to say that he was King James. That's self-titled. Really, I mean, it was SI that did it. I get it. But, I mean, LeBron was cool with it. You know what I mean? So it's no surprise that he would come out and say he's the GOAT. And I think at this age in his life, he's comfortable enough to make that claim and have anybody. If you notice, LeBron's been talking a lot about whatever, posting videos online because he's, he's at a, drinking wine at the game. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's at a, he's at a point in his life where he says, I'm I'm raw. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's come to that conclusion. Um, and you already know I feel he's a GOAT. So him saying that, for especially for somebody like me, it was just it was great to hear. Just like when you, you know when you're riding for somebody and saying they're number one, and for them to say I'm number one, 
it validates your arguments for him. He is clearly the GOAT. And for him to say that was, was for me, it was special. I almost cried watching it. It was like a tear came out my eye because he finally just claimed the throne, something that's been his for a while. Trading? I don't – this is going to be hard for me to say, but I don't know if I like this LeBron. I, I don't <laughs> – I don't know why that's so funny. I don't know. But it's funny. I don't know if I like this LeBron. Like, I, I, and, and I guess maybe it's just the the – historian in me i guess i'm just used to people just showing up playing i love cocky play my favorite players ever Deion sanders charles barkley shaquille O'Neal, kobe bryant michael Irvin. like i love the cockiness but none of those guys ever came out and just said right and that's i think we're more me and you are more old school <laughs> yeah okay chris is in this generation where you, you gonna, you're gonna say what you want to say yeah. kevin durant he talks whenever he wants to talk you see James Harden now. He's starting to do that. Yeah. I'm going to say what I want to say. Yeah. LeBron James, for the most part, has said he w- wants to say. I think, for me personally, I love LeBron James. I think this is the second hiccup in his illustrious career. The decision, I don't think he should have done that the way he did it. This, I don't think he should have done this either. People already, I already know that's what made him great. That 2016 win, you don't have to tell everybody, this, this is why I'm the go. That, it just rubbed me the wrong way personally. Yeah, that, that. And I, you know, I I love LeBron. I think he is one of the greatest players of all time. But you're almost poo-pooing on other great players because there's other things that make those players great as well. Jordan being 6-0 and in the finals and never playing a game seven, that's what makes him great. And for some people, that's greater than his <laughs> one series win against the Golden State Warriors. Right. I don't think he had to go to that extent to say that. But I do understand that in this day and age. That's what players do. But, it's not, but for me, it's not so much this day and age. When you're LeBron, particularly LeBron, everywhere you go, everything you do is Jordan this, Jordan that. Mm. You didn't win this. You didn't win that. At some point, you're like, bro, I'm the GOAT. Because but that, that will be established over time. Yeah, but that, but that's not, I don't think that was what LeBron's reason for even saying it. I think it was more saying it just – I think LeBron's at this point in his life where he said, you know what? I'm going to call myself a GOAT and see what they do. <laughs> and that's what he did. That's what I more see it as. I know he believes he's a GOAT, but he could have said that eons ago. I think he said it specifically at this point because he's, he's tired of the rhetoric. Kind of similar to you bringing up James Harden. Mm-hmm. James, it's just tired of the rhetoric. Everybody well, says you go to a foul line and all this nonsense is going on. I'm done with it. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't right. care anymore. Well, it's different for James Harden for me. I love this James Harden because James Harden of old would get – Elbowed in the face by what's the guy's name uh, from the Golden State Warriors, and he didn't do anything. Green, Green, yeah. and all, all this other stuff that he will happen, he will immediately go to the ref. This is different stuff. Now I've seen that he has some cojones, and I like seeing this James Harden has some cojones because I do think that you know, oh, don't do that over there, Trey. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> but I think it's a little bit different with James Harden because um, I think LeBron James gets a lot of respect. He does get criticized a lot. He's the most criticized player. In the NBA, no doubt. He has a lot to live up to. But I just think that now wasn't the time for him to bring that up and say, you know, I'm I'm the GOAT because I won a championship in 2016, a championship. I know against the team it was significant because they were called the greatest team ever. Mm-hmm. But still, come on, LeBron. Just just hold it, man. Hold yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think he's gotta I think he's gotta chill with that. Like I, I just I, I can't maybe people maybe people have said it before while they were playing. I just haven't I just I, I don't even like rappers doing it. You know, I, just, I don't even like I don't like I mean if you're the GOAT, you ain't gotta Listen say to it. rap? 
Shut up. Listen to classical music <laughs> <laughs> with your bottle of wine. Listen to Beethoven. Uh, but I, I don't even like rappers saying it. So, I mean, if you're the GOAT, I think your play does it, you know, speaks for itself. Right, right, right. Um, And when you're shooting 68%, 69% from the free zone line, mm. it's probably not the best time to be uh, right. to be saying something like that. But I just tell you, I, I, I haven't watched the uh, ESPN one, but I have been watching The Shop mm. um, on HBO. Have you seen any of those episodes? I've only seen the one when Amazing. from Alabama. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's insightful. It, I've never really heard – we've never really heard an athlete talk the way that he openly talks. Like, I mean, I'm talking about N-word, F this. Who's like that? LeBron. Oh, LeBron. Okay. Yeah, if you haven't seen oh, it's, it. I, I know scaring – a certain segment of America. Oh, absolutely. Because this is not the LeBron they like. Yeah, and he and he's been open and I mean, if you haven't had a chance to see it, man, look at the shop. Um, it's on HBO. It's probably on HBO. I've man. seen a couple episodes. Um, I saw the one with Drake. Drake. The one with Drake yeah. was like yeah. I rewinded and watched it twice. Yeah. I was like, whoa! If you haven't I've seen, seen it, the one with Drake, that blew my mind. It put a lot of insight onto the whole Kanye. Did you, you, you listen to the the podcast with um, Pusha T on it though? The podcast with Joe Button. Oh no, he killed all that crap. Button did? Yeah. No, no. Uh, Pusha T. Oh. You got to listen to the podcast, uh, Joe Button's podcast with him on it. So he, he, he denied what Drake said? Yes. Yes. And the way he breaks it down is like, oh, Drake, you're lying, bro. <laughs> really? You got you to listen to it. You I got gotta 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 to check, gotta check that to out. So, but it's a different type of LeBron. I'm just like, wow. And and what really put me over the edge was when I saw him walk up to the game. And maybe it's like you said, it's old school. When I saw him walk up to the game with a glass of wine, I was like, what? We're, we're old heads. I've never seen that. I never yeah. in my life thought I would see that. And then on his birthday, he was sitting there with a, like an igloo cup with the top on, like a coffee cup. Mm. And then Rondo had one too. I'm like, bro, we're not stupid. Like I've never seen somebody drinking what I believe to be out. And maybe it wasn't alcohol. Maybe it was hot chocolate. I doubt it. <laughs> but, but I've never seen that. I mm. never in my life thought I would even see that. And I just, and nothing is wrong with it. I drink from time to time too. But I just never, <laughs> I've never, ever, 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 ever thought I would see that. Ever. I think it's just part of the therapy, though. Because, you know, that's what a lot of NBA players are doing now. Wine is taking over the NBA. Guys are drinking wine before and after. On the bench? Now. Bro, I'm, I don't know why, but it's been taking over the NBA for years. I could count on There's one There's a really finger. good article. It came out of um, from Miami. So it's during this time in Miami how wine is taking over the NBA. Uh, it's real. Greg Popovich, he has a winery himself. So, I mean, I, I get that. I've seen it. I've heard well, about Well, they it. use it for, I guess, their bodies. But I've never seen a player walking up to a game drinking a glass of wine. I've never seen that. Yeah. So and is, I know he wasn't it, playing. Was, I know it, he wasn't it, playing. It, was it disrespectful to you? Or what? Like, what is it? Is it the fact you just never seen it? it or I think that's what it was. That, I think that's what it was. I'm not that prude or that naive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not playing. I mean, I'm shocked the NBA was cool with it. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked the NBA, I, I don't know if they were or they weren't. But, I mean, could you imagine if that's just a thing now? I mean, we've seen people walk up and Dresses, skirts, like I mean, uh, I, I suits, hear you. Crazy Le- outfits. LeBron, LeBron could do a little more. Let's be real. That was um, Clint Capella. I don't know anybody yeah, else. It may, it may been a- NBA would have said, "Bruh." Whereas <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, the NBA would just probably say, "LeBron, can you kindly not do that?" Yeah. And can you put it, just, it in the cup? Like yeah, you don't exactly. know what that is. And like, then it flips away. You ever been mm-hmm. to a kid's youth, like a youth sporting event, and the parents have like a styrofoam cup? Yeah. Like, bro, like we're not stupid. <laughs> we know it's in that styrofoam cup. Nobody, bro. Yeah, but I just I don't know. So, but I mean, I, I love his openness. I love what he's doing, and I think that if anybody ever doubted why, and I guess he came to Los Angeles, I feel like we got played. I feel like the Lakers got played. Yes, he's good. Yes, he's almost averaging a triple double, but that was not necessarily about him being in a Laker uniform, but more so about what we what we talked about. What we talked about before the show started. Like the Lakers were just, yeah. And this and it makes me feel like this was part of a plan for a long time. 
like this was something. This doesn't something that came up in the off season. I agree. With this that. was something that was I, well orchestrated. I knew when it wasn't that he turned down the Rockets. It was the way he did it. I never even considered the city of Houston. Right. That's what you let you know. Right. Because right. if all things were equal in the Rockets uniforms or Laker uniforms, he'd be in a Rocket uniform. Right. But it was the city. It was like, mm-hmm. we, we just be real. He said the city was dirty. You know, Houston does got a little funk to it, which is why I'm here, because it's a good funk. He could be out in L.A. with them cats over there sipping his wine. But you understand why he did it. Yeah. yeah. I understand why he yeah. did it. I mean, he's trying to build his brand. And the best place to build his brand will be in L.A. Yeah. It's yeah. really just that simple. I mean, yeah. we've always known that LeBron's trying to build, build his brand for years and that's just how he wants to do it. Yeah, so. but do you remember when I a few a couple months ago, right when the season started, I told you I did, I couldn't tell if he had bought into the concept yet or if he was really happy about being in LA and like yeah. certain turnovers. He was like, "What?" The? And he's gotten past that, I think, a little bit now. But I think that it, this was not about. I don't think this was about basketball. You know, it's not. I really don't think it was about. You know basketball. how I know it's not about basketball? I was watching the game last night, first half. There are certain things the Lakers are doing. Normal LeBron eyes would be going crazy. He looked very comfortable on the bench. He was very, looking at his outfit. He was talking to Rondo in his thousand dollar suit. He looked like he was like, "All right, this is the team I got, and I'm cool with it." Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. he's just and, and I, I mean, not necessarily just going through the motions, but he's just like, "It is what it is." I, I think is it hits him in April. You think so? Oh yeah. When the playoffs come and he realizes they're not good enough, I think during that off season he's going to be sitting with Magic saying, "Yeah, no." And see, that's the thing. I think that with him, I think that they, I think that they will be good enough to do it. But I just don't know. I don't see that. Like, I, I would see him making more free throws. I would see the team making more free throws. I would see him saying, like, you know what? I would see them like being more clutch down the stretch, and they're not. Like, how, do, how do you feel? Do you feel like LeBron James has been a good leader throughout the course of his career? A good leader. I do. I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't necessarily. Well, see, I don't think. Well, well, let me let me back up. I think he he chooses when to be a leader when he thinks he has a team to lead. If he doesn't think he but can if, lead if, you, if that makes it even worse to me, if right. that's true. Well, but I think. But that's it for every superstar. LeBron is just, is just blowing up more. Mm-hmm. That's it for every superstar. LeBron shows you that too. I, that's why I feel I feel for this Laker team. I think he's come to a realization where. T- but this Laker talented. team, this Laker team has a winning record. Yeah. They're t- but they're talented. Mm-hmm. But they can't win. And the, the crazy thing is this. I think this Laker team, and I've been saying it all season, I think if they meet the Warriors, they can eliminate the Warriors. Even though I call them Warriors you, great. But I don't know if they can beat anybody else because they're just – they don't have enough ta- – uh, they have the talent, but they have some, too much talent basically to do the same damn thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you can beat the Warriors, then you have to give your team the opportunity to win a championship if you really feel that way. I, kinda, I, I think it's just a, a strict matchup versus the Warriors and the right. way the Warriors play. I can, I can agree to with that. To beat the Warriors, either you play the way the Rockets did or you have straight ballers. Mm-hmm. Lakers have ballers, but when they play a team, I'll give you an example. Remember when the Warriors, this, the pre-Warriors team beat the, the Mavericks, the Mavericks mm-hmm. and then they lost to a good team, an actual team, the Jazz? But that, that, that series went to seven, though. <laughs> if you forget that, that next series, it went to seven. That was over in six. No, no, no. Well, with the six games, I guess. Okay. But it was close to going to seven, though. It was close I mean, to going to seven. But the Jazz beat them. Right, right, They right, won right. that series because they were a team. The Warriors just had ballers. That's mm-hmm. what this Laker team reminds me of. They just got straight ballers who can beat a team like the, the, the Warriors, <laughs> well, this well, Warrior team. What we're talking about, though, as far as LeBron James's leadership in general, yeah. I don't think that he has been as good of a leader as he could have been throughout the course of his career. And I do agree with you. I think that he chooses and picks times to be that leader. Yeah. Last year when they lost that game one against the Golden State Warriors, his whole attitude after that game was like, it was terrible. Because he knew it was over. But, but still, though, there's a certain way. And I'm not even saying that we have a lot of uh, 
noticeable leaders in the NBA. But you're right. LeBron James has got a lot of criticism, but I don't think he is as good. I think he has the tools to be a lot better of a leader than what he has shown throughout the course of his career. That's that's my personal opinion. For me, opinion. I can't even point to another superstar that's a better leader than him. I can't. In the league today or in general? In the league today. Okay. I can't. I, I can't disagree with the that. The only Chris, one Chris I would Paul. choose, well, I mean, Chris Paul's a leader. I get that. But I'm talking about winning chips, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least getting closer there. The only mm-hmm. one I can think about is Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't he doesn't seem to lead by talking. He's just so damn good. You must follow. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they're losing by 26. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that. To the Spurs. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I just think that LeBron James could have been a lot better than what he is. I I, I, t- I totally agree with that. But I think there's sometimes that necessary. You don't necessarily have to do it with, you know, being the disciplinarian on the team. Right, right. I think Draymond Green's an emotional and a good leader for that. Best. I think they go as far as he takes them. They right. don't. They, if he doesn't, if he's not an idiot, we're not having this conversation. LeBron James wouldn't be considered himself the go. Stop that. Uh, Stop that. I'm just saying. Stop I'm that. just being honest Stop with you. That. Steph Curry. Do I that. think Steph Curry is an excellent leader. I really think Steph Curry is, I mean, he does it with his play, but I think that he is able to maintain the team's composure. Yeah. And he's smart enough to know that, hey, man, if I ain't got it today and Clay's got it, Clay, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Steph Curry, he misses two or three three pointers in a row, he's going to get to the basket, see the ball go in and, a hole, and, and, and do but things. But that, 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 that team, that Warriors team has a lot of but it starts, pieces. But it, it, it does too. But, but it, it starts, starts Andre with the yeah. yeah, it does. And, and I've not given Curry enough, enough credit for being a leader that he is, but it's true. The team walk. I mean, mm-hmm. even though Draymond Green is an emotional guy, like you mentioned, Steph Curry is the consistency. Absolutely. Though. Even when things are really, really shaky, every every now and then Steph will hit that three, and everybody's like, "All right, we're still the Warriors. Okay, we get it. We can do what we got to do." And Curry's that guy who does it. Have right. you really seen Steph Curry ever lose his cool? A couple yes. of times. Yeah, I mean, but not. Uh, he he won't do it. Uh, like I'm talking about, he'll get mad or yell mm-hmm. at the ref or something like that. But I'm talking about he typically keeps his composure on the court, and I think his team follows. But where it all starts, in my opinion. And that's the, if I give LeBron a pass at any point in time, is that Steph Curry's playing under the tutelage of Steve Kerr, who learned from mm. Phil Jackson and Greg. But Popovich. there, there are a lot of players on that team though. That Andre Iguodala is a great, is a great leader. leader. Um, David West, when he was on that team, was also very good uh, at bringing that team together. But look at what the, but look what the organization got. Yeah, they right, 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 right. type of players. They didn't fall. Yeah. Somebody they was all, get them. They all yeah. goes together. And LeBron, right? and LeBron, and LeBron has doesn't have that. that. But that is on LeBron too Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. I think that LeBron has, through the course of his career, he has not really thought about building a team around him. He just brought in some players that said, let's play basketball. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say something about what I was going to say about the whole Warriors thing. Yeah. It was my thought, my, my frame of thought. Okay, it's okay. It's not okay. It's all right. It was it's probably very, a lie. It was really good. It's probably a okay. lie. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we mention something from the What's beginning that? of the show? What's this that? has nothing to do with basketball. Uh-huh. But can we give a shout out to the AFC South for leading the NFL and wins this season? Trey, comments? Oh, yeah, the AFC Suggestions? South champion. I mean, we, we, we did Look at his face say up. something about <laughs> I wish, I wish I could Are see Trey's Are you sure they state. have the most wins? Yes, sir. By one most, win? I think it's by one win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got two teams, in the, play- we got two teams in the playoffs as well. So, you know, our division did. Just mm-hmm. saying. From the same from top to bottom. Remember, Just from, saying. From, from one to four. How do they do against each other? Let's see that. Let, let let's figure that out by the next show, and then we can. Okay, then we'll, we can do that. We'll put it to That's bed. Fine, but I just want, I just want to put this to bed right now. The Leading division in wins in the NFL is your Trey AFC South. Okay, so we're gonna see who won more against who, and then we'll, we'll figure that out. Because I know that y'all took y'all went two and two 
Okay. That's fine. Y'all lost to what? The Eagles into the Giants. Giants, Giants right. Yeah. We'll see. I think the Cowboys went 2-2 two two too, right? They lost to the Texans and they lost to Tennessee. Colts. They lost. To, they won one and three. Did they beat the Colts? No, we got shut out by the Colts. Oh, the Cowboys oh, so won they one, one and three. They won one and three, dude. Ooh. 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 The rest of the <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about divisions, sir, not teams. Sorry. Oh, we're just trying to make sure that we have that that team. <laughs> we focus on that team first because they went one at three. Uh, so, we got anything else on, on, on the slate today, guys? No, just poor Kawhi. Poor Kawhi is getting drugged. <laughs> I don't – so that 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 Toronto team, man. Mm, lately, they've been kind of looking – not as good as I thought. This they whole were. BS with resting people, man. I'm gonna stay on this until the end of the season. This whole he's playing tonight, he's not playing tonight, he's taking every other night well, off. Well, he he's got a he he's been away from the game for a year. You really do got to take it carefully with him. Now I don't know why Lowry's taking nights off. That's what I'm saying. Like I I, I do my DraftKings. Like why is he out? Like both of them are out or one's out? I mean, like man, and I think they got to the point where they felt like they were gonna. Coast of this season yeah. and like oh we could afford no sir no sir this NBA not today's NBA yeah um they good Giannis but they not the they not as good uh, as they think who? oh Giannis, Giannis man I've been talking about Giannis for a minute bro. Yeah. boy it's the truth <laughs> he's, he's the truth no I've been talking about Giannis for a minute hey, you know who he's recruiting to who's that he's recruiting AD Ooh. oh my goodness that would be disgusting yeah that would be absolutely disgusting yeah Giannis, Giannis is the guy oh yeah this this is what I want to talk to you about. that won't be right. It wouldn't be right. Now nah, I forgot what I was talking about. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to bring it up. What? Start a whole other conversation. Nah, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh-uh. It's you can't good. do that, man. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just more so saying how good I thought Giannis was going to be. We've had a couple of conversations about Giannis. Not I, he's I pretty love good. the guy. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's awesome. Uh, he be, if that jump shot, mm, goodness gracious, we get that jump shot down. All right. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We had a pretty good show today. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do it on our website. That's newchannelsports.com. Or you can go to Podbean and follow us. That's newchannelsports.podbean.com. And that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars and don't forget to subscribe.